Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Thank God, thank God. We're still uh, holding everyone up in prayer that that's not feeling good and can't be here in person, but uh, we hope that they will be able to join online. Amen. And you may be seated. Praise God. Well, we had a little break there, so we got to uh, refresh our memory. We're continuing on a, uh, a great series, a uh, perfect series for a new year. We're made for more. Amen. And, you know, um, we are not on this earth by chance, by accident, by some random act of evolution. We are here by divine design. We are here uh, because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are here because we have uh, a, a, the architect of our souls, the, uh, the one that made us, created us in his image. We're here for a purpose. Amen. And um, it's important that we understand that because we're, we're not just here just to, uh, well, let's you know, get a good job, make some decent money, get a, you know, have a family and go on some vacations and retire and swing on a little porch swing after a while. Those are all nice things and that's good. But we're here to walk in the steps of the Lord. We're here to be led by his spirit and we're here to fulfill his will and to discover our purpose. We're here to discover our purpose. And that's tonight's title of the lesson Discover your purpose. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 says, Therefore, be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, taking advantage of every opportunity because the days are evil. Amen. And you know, to reach our full potential in God, we will need more than just good wishes and encouragement from others. And believe me, that's very important. Amen. But we're going to need more than that to reach our full potential because sometimes we don't have that. Amen. And we need both a purpose and purposefulness because growth, spiritual growth and, uh, and maturity in our lives does not happen by chance or luck. Rather, we must intentionally pursue it. Amen. Now, growth takes time, but time does not produce growth in and of itself. Now, the old saying, good things take time, that's true. And uh, a lot of things, you know, change physically uh, with time alone. You know what? We're not, we're not always going to be, you know, this, this tall with diapers walking around. We're going to grow up someday. Amen. And you can't stop that. Infants grow to toddlers, toddlers grow to children, children grow to teenagers, and teenagers grow to adults. But just because you're old enough to vote doesn't mean you're a mature adult, right? Amen. And just because somebody has gray hair doesn't mean they have wisdom necessarily. Amen. Because time alone will not cause us to grow mentally, emotionally, 
or spiritually. We need teaching, we need discipline, and we need experience so we can obtain the wisdom and life skills in order to have the ability to live a life independently and for the Lord. We've all heard the saying, time has a way of healing all wounds, but not necessarily. Amen. It does take time to recover from injuries and illnesses, but time alone will not heal all wounds. If I get a wound and uh, I don't take care of it, it's not going to heal. I've got to do something about it. You know, when, when I have a physical need of healing, yes, we pray, we ask God for healing, but, you know, we also, God also expects us to do our part. We need to rest. We need good nutrition. We, sometimes we've got to take medicine if need be, or we have to have physical therapy of some sort. Spiritual healing, it, it many times requires repentance and forgiveness so that we can move on. And emotional healing requires communication and acceptance. All of these things are things that we need to do so that we can move on. Time alone is not going to do it. For example, if you add five years to the life of a bitterest, excuse me, a bitter, cantankerous person, all you're going to get is an older grouch, right? Because something's got to change. If you're five years before, you're an old, cantankerous, bitter person, five years and time alone is not going to change that person. But God can change that person if he'll let him. Amen. And that person can change if they want to. If they listen to good advice, spiritual growth requires action. And simply waiting longer will not solve our problems in life. We got to do something. Amen. We got to, and, and you know, many of the Bible verses, many of the Bible promises uh, are conditional. Amen. The Bible says there are a lot of if and then promises in the Bible. If my people, which are called by my name, humble themselves and, and pray and, and uh, turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal their land, I will forgive their sins, and uh, I will you know, do this and that. So there's a lot of if and then. And so we've got to do the if. We've got to, and maybe the if is much smaller part than the then because God does so much. But we've got to do our part. Amen. In the parable of the talents, in Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, the Bible said, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his servants and delivered his goods to them. And verse 15, And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on the journey. Then we know he was gone a while, and then he came back. And the servants that he gave five and two uh, talents to, they doubled their talents and were commended. But the servant that was given one talent buried his talent. He did nothing and gained nothing, and he was condemned because of it. So the point of that parable is you can't bury your potential in the ground and expect it to grow. Amen. Potential is not like, you know, corn or roses or whatever. You got to do something about it. You got to do something with your potential. You got to do something with what God has put in your hands. You know, a lot of times he gives us a small thing 
and he wants to see what we'll do with it. If you're faithful in a few things, God said, I'll make you ruler over many things. So our desire for growth to reach our full potential has to be more than just a wish. We, we can see our need for growth. We can even desire to grow. But until we put forth the effort, it won't happen. It's got to be an intentional thing on our part. Change is always intentional. And we've got to be intentional about it. Time alone will not bring us spiritual maturity. And if all we are willing to do is what we're doing right now, then all we will ever be is what we are right now. Amen. And some people are happy with that. Amen. And they, they kind of treat it like lifting weights or, or uh, a diet. You know, I have a goal of losing 40 pounds. I got to my 40 pounds, now I'm going to maintain. Yeah, that's good. Or, you know, I'm lifting weights and I want this size waist, I want these size biceps or whatever, and then I'm going to maintain. Amen. And that's good. But that, that cannot be compared to our, our full potential in God. We, we can't stop. We can never stop. We got to keep going, keep reaching. Amen. Until we die or until we fly, amen, God has something for us to learn. God has something for us, amen, to do and to grow. Amen. So to realize our full potential, we must be purposeful about it. And that comes, that has to do with goals, has to do with vision. Amen. We must have a compelling vision for our life in order to grow. If we just get up and say, well, what am I going to do this week? What am I going to do next week? What are my plans? Oh, I have no plans, nothing. Just whatever comes my way. I'm going to be like a jellyfish going wherever the sea takes me. I'm going to be like a, a tumbleweed wherever the wind blows. No, we can't be that way. Amen. Sometimes we got to swim against the current. We got to be like those salmon that they, they start out uh, in the little uh, rivers and streams way upstream and then they go out to the ocean and then when they're ready to to uh to spawn they go uh, up against the current upstream up waterfalls they they by the time they get home sometimes they're kind of bruised and beaten up but they know that in order for the next generation to see its life and to pass it on down they've got sometimes to go against the flow if they're going to grow and they're going to pass it down amen so it's been said that all change is driven by one of two forces, pain or passion. Pain or passion. That's, that's what all change is driven by. And we read in the Bible over and over again that God's people, when they strayed from him uh, and, he, and they strayed from his word, they suffered the consequences because of it. And then they were in pain because of it. And that pain caused them to cry out to God. A perfect example is the book of Judges. You read the book of Judges and you'll see they constantly went up and down and up and down. Amen. And they got themselves in pain because they, they left God. They, they walked away from his word. And then they cried out from their pain for change. Amen. And they got it. Amen. They cried out and they repented. They turned around. And then God rescued them and brought them a judge that defeated the enemy. And then there was peace. Amen. So, so even pain sometimes can bring positive change in our lives. But that's only one way that change has come. So we all know what it is to have pain to bring us to the place uh, where something's got to give. Something's got to change in our situation. Amen. It could be stressed out about something at work. 
It could be experiencing major issues with family or other relationships. It could even be a serious financial worries. You know, the pain of these types of circumstances in our lives will lead us to the point of change. And another way of defining pain is negative circumstances. And when pain becomes uh, too much, uh, people seek after change. But on the other hand, passion, that's the preferred method of change. Passion is much stronger and a longer lasting motivator for change than pain. To reach our full potential in God, the agent of change in our life, amen, has to go beyond painful situations to pursuing a powerful, passionate vision for our lives. God, what is my purpose? Help me. If you show me, if I get my purpose, it's going to help me through all kinds of obstacles. Amen. I think about Joseph. He was the 11th of 12 sons of Jacob, and he was the firstborn of Rachel, whom he really loved. Amen. And we know that when he was 17 years old, he had a couple of dreams that got his brothers all jealous and all kinds of stuff. And, and uh, you know, but, uh, and, and for the next 13 years, he, was in, he had rough times. He had some painful situations, but his, he had discovered his purpose early on in life. Those dreams kept him going when he was thrown in the pit. Those dreams kept him going when he was sold into slavery. Those dreams kept him going when he was sold, uh, given to Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife falsely accused him. He ended up in prison and then he was forgotten in prison. And then 13 years later, those dreams were realized and he became second in command in all of the land of Egypt. Amen. Only to Pharaoh himself. Amen. It was those dreams that kept him going. So what is our vision for our life? Amen. And if we don't know what it is as far as God is concerned and, and walking with God, that's where we need to pray until God gives it to us. Seek God. Seek His Word. Amen. Because it's important that we get that, that understanding. What is my purpose? Amen. There's general purposes for a, a Christian, and then there's specific purposes for your life. A general purpose is, uh, you know, I need to be in the house of God and being a productive part of the family of God. I need to be a witness shining bright and sharing the love of Jesus and doing good and, and telling people about the Lord when the doors open and, uh, and need to just be a blessing to people. Those are all important, but then God has specific things. Maybe he wants you to have a certain ministry, a certain thing to do in the kingdom. Amen. And prayer will reveal it and your desire to be used by God. Amen. What do you hope to be by God's grace? Amen. Has God revealed uh, anything about your potential? And it's important that we understand because the Bible said in Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, he has a plan for each of us. He's got a, you know, a goals for each of us. He's got a, a blueprint for all of our lives. He, the Bible said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, the Bible said, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Amen. So God has a specific purpose in mind for each and every one of us. And if you're not sure about it, let's pray. Amen. Because God answers prayer. Amen. And you know what? God would love to hear that prayer. Lord, I, you know, not just saying, God, I need this and I need that and I need that. And that's important. You know, we got to pray you know, give us this day our daily bread. But, you know, God, what's your will for my life? 
You created me. You fearfully and wonderfully made me what you want me to do specifically. Amen. And he will show it to you because he answers prayer. Amen. And then when we discover our purpose, we need to allow the passion for that purpose. Amen. To point us into our full potential in God. And I'm telling you, no enemy, no situation, nothing will keep us. Even if we stumble and we, we take a you know, fall every once in a while, we got to get up, brush ourselves off, amen, and learn from it and move on. But our passion for our purpose will keep us going, amen, to Jesus and for Jesus, amen. So it takes a positive vision for our life to move beyond where we are right now. But, you know, really, when you think about it, we got to be honest with ourselves. You can't move forward until you face the truth about where you are now. Honesty is the best policy Amen. And we got to be honest with ourselves because, you know, you know what? Nobody knows me like me. Well, I'll take that back. God knows me better than I know me. Amen. And my wife, you know, and our kids and those that are closest to us, they know us more than most people. But you know what? Nobody knows each one of us like us. Amen. And so there, there's a line from Hamlet, which is one of Shakespeare's plays which goes like this, to thine own self be true. To thine own self be true. If we're honest with ourselves, we'll say, okay, God, this might be an obstacle. This might be holding me back. Lord, help me to move on and change this and do that. It's always good to have self-examination. Amen. And the best thing to examine ourselves with is the Spirit of God and the Word of God. The book of James compares the Word of God to a mirror. Amen. And if we allow it to, the Word of God will show us exactly who we are right now and where we are right now in our life. Amen. And if we will allow it, amen, the beauty of this mirror is doesn't just show you what's going on. Amen. This mirror will also tell you what to do to make things right and get on the right path. Amen. What a wonderful thing God has given us. It's, it's been said that confession is good for the soul and it is important. Amen. The Bible, the Bible talks about confession. You know, confession is admitting our sins, our failures, and shortcomings to God, you know, ourself, even, and when needed, to others. Proverbs 28, 13, people who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. James 5, 16, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you might be healed. So we cannot reach our full potential until we know what's lacking in our current situation. Amen. So let the vision that God gives you for your life be the catalyst for change. That's why we come to the house of God. That's why we read the Bible. That's why we pray. That's why we, you know, we rub shoulders with people of like precious faith. It all helps, uh, amen, to foster the vision and to keep us going down the right road. Amen. Our vision can be a catalyst for change in our life so we can move toward our full potential in God. You know, in between like 1760 and, and 1840, uh, the first industrial revolution took place. You know, it, uh, until that time, it was like hand, by hand for like everything, uh, manual production of many goods uh, it was happening. But then when that indu first industrial revolution took place, you know, uh, then, then these processes were replaced with mechanical production processes. And this was primarily made possible by the invention of the steam engine. 
Steam engines began to power factories, trains, and even ships. Amen. And because steam engines work on the principle of external combustion, their use was awesome, and it did revolutionize everything a lot, but there, it was limited because external combustion uh, situations were much larger, much heavier, and more inefficient than what we have uh, you know, today. But then in 1860, the first internal combustion engine was invented. Internal combustion engines were much lighter, more efficient, and five years later, after in 1865, the first motor-driven vehicle was invented. And this, the last name of the man that invented it, he was a German, and his last name was Benz, like Mercedes Benz. Yeah, that, that guy. He, you know, somebody said, well, I thought Ford. I thought Ford invented the car. Nope. Or the, the internal engine and, and all that stuff. No, he didn't. Ford did something great, you know, really nice with it, though. Amen. But so in 1865, uh, this this Benz guy developed the internal combustion engine, and then uh, you know the first motor-driven vehicle was invented, and it became known as the horseless carriage, and it began to replace horse and buggy for personal transportation as people started buying these up. And by 1908, the Ford Motor Company began mass-producing cars, and they made an unheard of 18,000. I mean, no, that's nothing compared to today, right? I mean, because Tesla alone makes so many of those, you know, so cars just by themselves. But, but Ford made 18,000 Model Ts that first big year of 1908. Amen. And, you know, and he said, you can have any color you want as long as it's black. That's what he, that's, that was one of the advertisements because they didn't have any other color paint. Amen. So that was part of the mass production. So cars made it possible for people to have more individual freedom. And by 2008, in the United States, there were over 248 vehicle, motor vehicles in the U.S. And that is, that, at that time, it was 1.2 people. Well, there was one car for every 1.2 people. So almost a one-to-one -one ratio. All of this was made possible because of the invention of the internal combustion engine. So what does this all have to do with our purpose? I'm getting there. Amen. So, see, when you have a portable source of power, you have greater freedom. And we, too, as people, as human beings, and especially as followers of God, we need an internal source of power to reach our full potential. External is great. External, you know, accolades and, and help. Amen. You know, I thank God for teachers. I thank God for mentors. I thank God for coaches. I thank God for godly examples in our lives. And, and they, it cannot be uh, overstated how important they are. But when it's all said and done, really, for us to reach our full potential, amen, our motivation has to come from a power within us. It's a desire, amen, from God's Spirit living inside of us. The Bible said our His Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We've got to have that desire, allowing God to help us from inside out. You know, Proverbs has an interesting thing that talks about ants. You know, and I know ants are small, and, but we're going to talk about it for a second here. Proverbs 6, 6 said, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise. 
So, so Solomon's saying, hey, you're going to learn something about the whole situation of life from watching the ants. Verse 7, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. Amen. So ants are amazing, right? I mean, you can watch them all, all day long. You can like flood their little uh, holes and their little nests and stuff, and then you can see them carrying all the babies out of there. You can see them doing this, and you can see them doing that. And, and uh, you can, you know, and, and they're amazing because they just are, they have a purpose given to them by God and they follow that purpose. They don't need outside motivation, you know, necessarily. They just do it. They're fulfilling their purpose. And we must be self-motivated people looking to Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. So external motivation will only take us so far in pursuit of our purpose in God. You know, um, David, when he got in a big jam and, uh, you know, uh, all the people that were his closest allies and the, the, the men that, were, uh, that hung around him, when they even were going to stone him one time when a bad situation happened to where they were all living, when they got home, it was their city was on fire, all their wives and kids and all the possessions and all the flocks were stolen. Amen. They were going to stone David, and he had no outside motivation at all. It was all negative, you know, it was all whatever. But you know what the Bible said? David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Amen. We got to have God inside of us, encouraging ourselves in the Lord our God. Our internal engine is the power of God working in our hearts and lives. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. We got to have that power working in us and that's the Spirit of God in our lives. Amen. And I'm going to close with this tonight. There was a, uh, a one of our ministers, he's gone on to be with the Lord uh, now, but his name is Alan Oggs. And he was born uh, uh, many years ago with severe cerebral palsy. And he was not expected to live, let alone walk, talk, or see. They didn't even give him 24, 48 hours. But he overcame many hardships and obstacles, and he became a minister. He married. He had children. He became a pastor and later a Bible college instructor. Then he traveled extensively, preaching all over the U.S., and he had his own ministry going. He was also the author of several books and gained national attention when he appeared on Dr. James Dobson's Focus on the Family radio program where he shared his life testimony. And the title of one of his books, and I have both of these books in my office, and they're very inspirational to me. The first one is, You Gotta Have the want to. You gotta have the want to. Even if nobody's going with you, even if no one's patting you on the back, you gotta have the want to. We can't do it without God, but with God, amen, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And then later he wrote another book, You Gotta Get Up Again. Amen. Because life throws you curveballs. 
Life, amen, throws you obstacles, amen. It throws you valleys and mountains and all kinds of things, tribulations and trials and tests and so forth, amen. You gotta get up again, amen. And you will get up again if you have a desire, if you have a vision, if you have a purpose, if you're living, and we talked about living in the moment last Sunday, but amen, if you're only living in the moment and you're not even thinking, amen, about a wonderful goal of heaven and all that, amen, you might not get up. So we have to do, amen, both. We got to live in the moment, but we also have to have a vision for the future, amen, which keeps me getting out of bed, keeps me thanking God, keeps me believing that, uh, you know, that all things work together for those that love God and are the called according to his purpose. Amen. Praise God. Thank God that God will show us what our purpose is and then we can run with it with His help. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, let's stand. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.